Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Silver Spoon Podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy Alsop. Please note that this is for educational purposes only. y'all welcome back for another episode of walking naked on wall street this is our reoccurring series that will have at least one episode a season dedicated to investment 101 essentially this week we are covering retirement planning so the first thing that i really want to note before we really get into it is i know that all ages listen to this podcast but a lot of these conversations and a lot of these topics are some things that I feel like I even wish I knew when I was younger. So if you are in your early 20s, even if you're in your late 20s, your 30s, your 40s, it's never too late. But if you're young, maybe just getting ready to graduate college or just graduated college, taking advantage of the things that we're going to talk about here today as soon as you can is so important because the power of compound interest is real. Even if you start out early with a small amount, you're still going to see very real gains in those contributions. So the earlier you start doing these things, the better. But as I said, it's never too late. So we're going to talk about different accounts that we can take advantage of for retirement planning. Another thing that I want to note before we really get into the different types of accounts is that there are two different kinds of accounts that are out there, investment accounts specifically, one being qualified and the other being non-qualified. Essentially, qualified accounts are just accounts that are earmarked for retirement. It doesn't mean that non-qualified accounts can't go towards retirement as well. However, non-qualified accounts aren't specifically earmarked for retirement, meaning that there aren't age requirements for when you can start to withdraw. So we're going to really focus more heavily on qualified accounts today. We will give some mention to non-qualified accounts. I think just really one, to be honest. Uh, two, two. Um, one's not really an investment though. So, okay. So let's start with the employer sponsored realm of retirement accounts with the probably most commonly known 401k. A 401k is an employer sponsored retirement savings plan where employee contributions are made pre-tax, meaning they're taken out before on your gross income or your pre-tax income. Think of this as your actual annual salary, you know, how like you make $50,000 a year per se, but you don't actually see $50,000 hit your bank account in a year. And that's because deductions are being taken out, you're getting taxes taken out, you're getting your like medical, dental or vision if you sign up for those benefits through your employer taken out, you're getting your 401k contributions taken out, and then you're getting your paycheck. This means that in the future, when you withdraw from these accounts, you'll get hit with that income tax because you didn't get hit with it initially. So say you get paid $2,000 a month, you're going to get taxed on 
the amount of money that you'll receive after you pay your deductions and after you put in your retirement contributions. So then you're not getting income tax on any of those things, which means in the future, when you withdraw from your retirement account, Uncle Sam's going to want his little piece. Another great thing to note is that some employers will match contributions. Not all employers are created equal, unfortunately, so not all employers will do this. But make sure you take a look at this when you are getting a new job or even if you have been at your job for a while, make sure you are familiar with their contribution. If they make one, it'll be something like, you know, the employer will match 100% of contributions the employee makes up to 5% or they'll match 50% of the contributions an employee makes up to 5%. And that means that if you put in 5%, they'll put in 5%. Or if you put in 5%, they'll put in 2.5%. So make sure you are aware of that so you can take advantage of those free dollars that contribute to your retirement bucket. Another option that is available as well is a Roth version of a 401k. This is where you contribute to it with post-income tax dollars. And this is just another retirement like tax bucket, essentially allowing you to have tax-free withdrawal in the future. So same type of concept of putting in contributions. Um, if your employer offers both they may only match one versus the other or if they you know just offer one they might match one or they might not match at all uh, so just make sure you're aware of that but you know this will then allow you to have a different tax bucket so instead of getting hit with that income tax you now have a tax-free withdrawal so different buckets uh Roth will come up certainly again in the future. So make sure you're holding on to that knowledge of how the taxes work with Roth. That means you are paying taxes now, so you don't have to pay taxes later versus a traditional account where you are not paying taxes now, but you have to pay taxes later. Another type of employer-sponsored retirement account is a 403B. This is often offered by public schools or certain charities. It works very similarly to a 401k. Yeah, that's really all you need to know about it. So you may work for a type of organization that offers you a 403b. Same type of concept works the same way you contribute. They may or may not contribute. Cool. Next thing, the next account type or investment rather that we want to talk about is our are employee stock purchase plans also known as an ESP so this is an opportunity for employees to be able to purchase stock of a company oftentimes at a discount not always not always great anyway um, but be able to contribute or be able to participate in that way and be able to see the gains of the company you know as it goes over time so they can participate in that through profit in the stock uh, another more common or not more commonly but another more another way of participating in the stock uh, is through RSUs so this is really popular through tech companies it's not necessarily a retirement account neither one of these necessarily are because you can tap into these funds earlier than 59 and a half which is usually the age of being able to um, withdraw without penalty from your retirement accounts. 
Um, RSU stand for restricted stock units. So these are really popular in tech companies. They allow you to basically own a portion of the company, uh, receive stock shares uh, as a form of your employee compensation. So say you work for Coinbase and you make $500,000 a year, perhaps $300,000 of that is actual like you know income that's hitting your bank and the other 200,000 is stock so you own $200,000 worth of stock in Coinbase and that's how they're paying you uh as I mentioned Coinbase you know is a it's a tech company so it's really popular with tech companies so if you work for something like Google or Apple this is something that you are likely taking advantage of already because as I mentioned it's a part of the employee compensation RSUs are usually granted on a particular date. So for some, it might be when you first start working there. It might be, you know, three months, six months after the fact. Uh, And then usually uh, these stocks, these shares will start to vest over time. So that kind of ensures your longevity with the company by saying, you know, okay, in six months, every quarter, we're going to allow you to sell $25,000 worth of your shares. So they'll vest and that means they'll be totally yours at that point that you can take them all for yourself. Um, So that's, you know, a hope that the stock is valuable, which it should be. And employees can, you know, then sell their stock for whatever the current share price is and be able to cash out in that way. We've got one more account to talk about that is related to employer-sponsored plans, and that is the cash balance or a pension. These, I would say, are probably not as popular anymore. I feel like, you know, these are things that, like, uh, are really popular amongst, like, grandparents. Like, my grandparents, for example, um, they have a pension. Uh, If you are a teacher, I believe you can receive a pension. Uh, Government does offer uh, pensions. I, this is not, this will be something actually we can definitely touch on that in the future. Talking about maybe like the specifics I didn't actually mention or didn't do any addition of the different like government specific retirement accounts that are available, but a pension can be still found in various different industries and jobs. Uh, so it is out there, but as I mentioned, like the more, commonly known like 401k and a few of the other accounts that I've mentioned are going to be more popular vehicles that are offered through most employers but a pension is something that we definitely want to make note of today because they do still exist Uh, so there are two different types of cash balance plans or pensions there is a defined benefit plan and a defined contribution plan so The difference between the two is that a defined benefit plan provides a specific benefit at retirement for the eligible employee versus a defined contribution plan specifying the amount of the contributions to be made by the employer toward an employee's retirement account. So the actual amount of the retirement benefits provided to an employee is going to depend on the amount of the contribu- amount of the contributions as well as the gains or the losses of the account. These are pensions, so what these are essentially like dedicated like almost like income streams that can be an option for employees to have in retirement. Uh, They can either, you know, receive a specified amount. So maybe they say, we're going to provide you with $500,000 as a 
amount that we're going to give you in retirement and your pension if you stay for this many years and you retire with us, or there's going to be a particular amount of contribution where it is subject to more fluctuation. So the defined benefit is like a fixed amount versus the defined contribution, which is a variable amount. Okay, so those are our employer-sponsored plans. Just to run through them one more time in name, that's 401k, 403b. We've got employee stock purchase plans, also known as ESPs. Also RSUs, which are kind of an ESP in a sense, but it's a little different in the sense that it is a portion of the compensation usually that is given. And then we've also got cash balance plans, also known as pensions. So those are our employer-sponsored accounts. Make sure that you are looking at your employee handbook, looking at this on, you know, one of the websites like Glassdoor or Levels.FYI when you're looking for a job to see, do they offer some type of retirement account for me to be able to put money into? Do they offer a match so that I can get those free dollars as well? Okay, so... We've got retirement accounts from our employers, but there are other ways that we can be contributing to retirement as well that are independent, also known as independent retirement accounts or IRAs. These are accounts that you open and you manage on your own, not necessarily managing like you're doing the investments, but you um, are the one who manages the contributions that are going in there. So you are deciding I'm putting in $100 a month, $200 a month, I'm maxing it, maxing it at six, you know, six, like six something a month. Um, this is not employer sponsored. You're not receiving a match. It is solely on your own dime. There's nobody else putting money into an IRA. Similarly to the 401k and how it has a traditional and a Roth option, the IRA can work in a similar fashion by having Roth and traditional accounts that work in the exact same way in terms of the tax treatment. Now you might be thinking, okay, cool. So if I'm employed, I have somewhere to put money for retirement. Even if I'm not employed, I have somewhere to put money for retirement. Or if I am, it's an additional bucket. But what if I'm a small business owner and an entrepreneur and I want to have another way of putting money towards retirement and maybe even contributing to my own employees' retirement. Enter the SEP IRA or simple IRA. This allows both the employee and the small business owner or sole proprietor of a business to make contributions to an account in the, you know, for the sake of retirement. This provides business owners with a simplified method to contribute toward their employees' retirement as well as their own retirement savings. So everything that we've mentioned at this point has been an asset that is market correlated. So this means that everything here is going to move ebb and flow with whatever portfolio of stocks or portfolio of indices it is linked to. It's gonna have times where it goes up, it's gonna have times where it goes down. And so we wanna make mention of other vehicles 
or really just other vehicle that allow you to save for retirement, uh, also save for a legacy, uh, but it's not market correlated. This is definitely a conversation because I feel like a lot of people talk about life insurance nowadays on social media. And so you really have to be careful with the information that is out there because you don't want to get something that you don't need. And you don't want to get something that is going to be pricey for you. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that you get it because you may not be able to afford it for very long. So life insurance is a non-negotiable because it's important that you have it so that your loved ones don't have to experience financial hardship while also having to grieve the loss of their loved one. There is term life insurance that allows you to get coverage. So that will cover, you know, maybe final expenses. If you have a little bit of debt, so maybe credit card debt, a mortgage, uh, an auto loan, student loans, even covering something like that as well. So that if something were to happen, it does not fall onto the next generation to have to worry about what they're going to do to be able to pay for these different things. Term insurance is by far the cheapest version of insurance that's out there. Get term insurance. (laughs) It is important that you get term insurance and term is like you can get it for like 20 bucks a month, like nothing crazy. Like that's a couple of Starbucks a week that you can cut out and just make coffee at home. Like it's just have that in place, especially if you are someone who is expecting to have a family in the future because as I mentioned at the very beginning of this like people I might be talking to are at all different ages so you might be in your 20s you might be in your 30s might be in your 40s so you may like be the furthest thought from kids or you might be you know two or three kids in we are all in different places but make sure you have some coverage so that your family does not have to worry financially after you're gone. And term insurance is like the perfect way to check the mark. Cheap, doesn't break the bank, gets you the coverage you need. If you have excess dollars, then you can look at permanent or whole life insurance. And this is where permanent and whole life insurance can come in as a retirement account or retirement hedge as well. I wanna reiterate though, that there is absolutely nothing wrong with term insurance. It gets the job done for less. But if you have the money, if you have the excess dollars, so I mean you are covering the bills, you're already saving for a rainy day, for the things you want for retirement, and you, you know, have your fun money covered and all that, and you still feel like you have excess then we can look at whole life insurance, okay? And this is permanent coverage. So one of the distinct differences here is that with term, it usually has an expiration date. For some, it might expire in 20 years, it might expire in 30 years, it might expire in 40 years, or it might expire at the age of 80. So that means if anything happens before 80, you're covered. After 81, you know, No, you're not getting any, your family's not getting anything at that point. With permanent insurance, you live up to age 100, it's still your policy. You live up to 103, it's still your policy. So that's one of the main differences. The other 
important difference in the way that it truly can act as a retirement account as well is through the accumulation of cash value. So this is a way that you can increase your death benefit value and also have another bucket to pull out of that's non-market correlated for retirement. So as you're paying your premiums, which are remarkably more expensive than the term um, premiums, you eventually will pay off the value of the policy, for example. And with paying off that value, your premiums are going to continue to accumulate as additional money for you. So if you pay $100 a month, eventually over time, you're going to see the $100 a month being just set aside for you, a portion of it going towards you in a cash value bucket that you can access. So say you start, and I'll use myself actually as an example here. So I, my parents had me meet with a financial advisor when I was, I want to say I was like maybe 23 or 24. I had just started my first job. Like I had just moved from transitioned from being an intern, which I was getting paid as an intern, but now I had like a full-time job where they weren't paying me. I mean, they were still paying me pennies, but at least it wasn't laughable. It was livable. It was a pretty decent salary for the time. I was living with a roommate, you know, in the DC area, could afford life, still have fun. So couldn't complain. Um, my parents were like, okay, we just met with a financial advisor. You guys should connect with my daughter because... She should be thinking of some of these things. And I thank them for having done that because it really, I don't know, it honestly ended up changing my life more than I realized it at the time. But in the small way that it changed my life in the in the beginning was it had me sign up for whole life insurance, which it wasn't necessarily something that I was thinking about like, oh, I need, but I had excess dollars that I could contribute to a whole life policy without feeling like my life was being impeded. I pay about a hundred dollars a month for the policy because it was, I was 23, I was healthy. So it was a great time for me to get some insurance, um, and be able to pay, you know, the cheapest I could pay for it. Of course, naturally it's not like $20, but I do have term insurance. That's like 20 or 30 bucks a month as well. But I got this whole life insurance policy. It covered my student loan debt, essentially, that I would have outstanding uh, my private student loan debt if I were to pass away so that that would at least be covered and then like a little bit extra. So that's what I had. Um, I, um, that's what I went and got. And I've just been paying $100 on it each month. It's a $100,000 policy and it's slowly accumulating cash value. So like at this point, what I'm 27, almost 28 now, and I think it has like $3,000 or $4,000, but projecting that further into the future, it'll have, you know, maybe an extra 10,000, an extra 15, 20, 30, 40, eventually as that compound interest really kicks in. And so if I don't ever touch it, don't ever use it for anything, and then I decide I want to use a portion of it to happen to during the down years in a you know, in the market because the market is cyclical. It's going to have times where it's up and it's going to have times where it's down. So maybe I want to pull from this account instead. Then I can pull from that additional 40000 or whatever is sitting there and use that to live on until the retirement accounts rebound and I can start pulling from those again and then just replenish and it goes either towards 
it having, you know, the death benefit will either take out this additional, like this little bit of extra money that I had accumulated because I took it out or it'll, you know, lump in, in the total sum, what have you at the, at, at the end. Sounds so, so morbid, um, but it'll lump in as the total amount at the end, um, you know, to go to my sister or to go to my future children or husband or what have you. So whole life insurance is just another great way with excess dollars. I don't want to, I do want to stress that so much excess dollars to be able to put aside additional funds that are not correlated to the market. So it's like almost like a forced way of saving to be able to, you know, use for truly whatever it can be used for retirement, but it's one of those non-qualified in a sense, it's not an investment, so it's not a non-qualified account per se, but it is, it kind of like is a hidden non-qualified account because it is a way to save. It's not just sitting in your bank account. If you um, sign up for particular policies, you may be able to participate in receiving dividends from the company. So that's another like free dollars in a sense to be able to contribute to that cash value as well. Um, but it's just another way to have money for you saved up for the long term, whether that be buying a house, whether that be paying for a wedding, whether that be going or sending um, a kid to college or starting your own business or using in retirement. So lots of different things, but remember nothing wrong with term insurance. Start there because don't, you don't need to break the bank trying to have an additional savings bucket. When you have a 401k already working for you, you might have an IRA that you're making $50 contributions to that you're already work that's already working for you. So like, don't overextend. All right. Okay, y'all, that is the conclusion of our retirement planning Walking Naked on Wall Street episode. Please let us know what you think about it. Give us a rating. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to learn about. It's important that we're keeping it relevant. Follow the Silver Spoon Pod on Instagram and TikTok to join the conversation. Slide into the comments and let us know which of these retirement accounts that you're actively contributing to now. We'd love to give you more resources on how you can maximize the benefits for you. Subscribe and share with a friend so you can both get your weekly spoonful of the abundant life you deserve. Until next time.